What's happening, guys? We are back with another episode of Thinking Logically. And I am your host, co-host, I should say, uh, the Podfather, along with uh, the good doctor, the brains behind the operation, Dr. Joseph Anthony Corsi. Joe, what's going on? Oh, you know me, Mark. Just watch what fantasy football season and football season in general is upon us. We had a nice, nice weekend of college football. We saw Pitt beat WVU, which was nice. Penn State. Um, squeaked how do I say out. it? What's that? Squeaked one out. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping they would lose. And we saw a couple other really good games. LSU in the final seconds. I mean, going back and, and tying it up after after Florida State choked and fumbled. Um, a lot of good games. Yeah. So Notre Dame um, came up just a bit short against Ohio State. They always uh, play well in openers too. It's sad because they, they they had a real chance for three quarters to steal that, and and they just couldn't couldn't score in the fourth. Uh, it's too bad for my fighting Irish. But uh, we have a we have a great episode planned for you guys as usual. Uh, we want to thank all of our listeners. Uh, we are putting in a lot of work. We're going to be going pretty hard, uh, I would say, Joe, and from now until the midterms, which is yes. in a, roughly two months, and then. We haven't talked about this, but I'm sure we're going to be taking some time off after that uh, to give ourselves a breather uh, once we uh, post midterm um, election season. So um, we have, again, an action-packed episode, and we are going to start off today uh, by by talking about um, Karine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary. She had a couple doozy press conferences in the last couple of days where she just had some quotes that might go down in the history books, but we want to focus on the one from September 6th. So go ahead, Joe. I know you have some videos pulled up. Take it away. Oh, this, this, this is a classic one from start to finish. I wish we had time to play, to play all of it, but we'll just give you the best, the best few clips. So if you did not watch it, which I'm sure you, you did not. It, it looked like she would have rather been eaten by a pack of wolves, just being picked apart instead of being up there having to answer questions. So for starters, this is a reporter asking if the claims of the election fraud in 2016 count, I guess. Here we go. Follow-up about the MAGA Republican attention. So, if we're all in agreement that it is incorrect to say the 2020 election was stolen, what about the 2016 election? Look, I'm not going to go back to where we were or what happened in 2016. We're going to focus on the here and now. We're going to focus on what's happening today. Uh, this inflection point that the president pointed out uh, very clearly. Now, just to pause, watch how she completely shifts and blames it on the president, <laughs> Donald Trump. N- nothing about what was asked about 2016, but we'll continue. Very decisively uh, in, in a few speeches about what the country needs to do at this time to bring the country together. And he believes that's where majority of Americans are when it comes to protecting our democracy, when it p- comes to protecting our rights, and when it comes to protecting our freedoms. That's what we're going to talk about. That's what we're going to focus on, on where we are at today. Okay, so forget everything that happened before. So understand the rules of the game here, people. 
from 2017 to 2019, the idea that Donald Trump, who was a Russian asset too, used Vladimir Putin to steal a 2016 presidential election was one of the main media talking points. Granted, do you not remember this? Yeah, I remember this. For three years? For three years. This is the whole Russia gate. Collusion. Did that bring the country together at all? Uh, yeah, it brought, it, brought, it brought the left and about another 10% against Donald Trump. And at the same time, it was found, the, the Mueller investigation found nothing. Uh, the Russiagate thing was, was based on lies and, and, and fraud. I mean, we're going to learn probably more about that in the future. Um, put a, put a I, I bookmark in that one. I asked someone I know, and I'll just say, I'll just leave it at someone I know. He's a big Democrat Um refuses to support Republicans or Donald Trump. I said, well, I'm just like, you know, just talking here. I'm like, what is it about Donald Trump that you don't like? You know, he said, oh, he's a criminal. <laughs> I said, They've been after him for six years and they don't have anything on him. I said, do you know how hard that is? I said, you could find some, something on, on almost anyone. So what, what is he a criminal? How is he a criminal? But if it, they're the criminals... I mean, it's... we we looked into all this for four years from literally until they impeached him twice for for four years. We looked into this. Let's go over real quick. My take on the 2020 election numbers, because I'm an I'm a numbers guy. Uh, this is my opinion. This part. There, there's no way Trump could have gotten less than 306 electoral votes in 2020. It's just it's it's just statistically impossible. Look. Look at his numbers in the primary compared to Biden's. He set records and he was running unopposed. So for someone that was, um, what is it? Yeah, he set records in Georgia. I, I can't remember all, all the states, but for for an incumbent running unopposed, set records for his his votes gotten in a primary. Biden so you're saying, came in, yeah. good. You're saying you're saying that. Republicans didn't have as much incentive to come out and vote because he was running unopposed, but still broke records because he was running unopposed. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. And then look at Biden's numbers. He finished in, I think, fifth in Iowa. That was a caucus in the New Hampshire primary. Did he finish in sixth? And then he left on a plane in the middle of the night. It wasn't until, I think, Super Tuesday, where it was right before coronavirus happened, right before it was in early March, I believe. And he swept somehow all the southern states which was weird because i -hmm. guess if you if you didn't vote for biden you must have not have been black but correct correct but i mean okay so so there's more to it than just that look at throughout history as an example at any incumbent running for re-election or or any republican running for re-election look at bush in 2004 look at reagan i mean reagan's a statistics anonymously but uh look at nixon in in okay the only thing different from from those is Trump ran against a literal ghost in 2020. And his platform resonated with the same people in 2016, from 2016, the same base. Yet he somehow lost Georgia and all these other states he won in 2016. Well, what were 2020's numbers for the black vote? Did Trump get, did he do better amongst them or no? What about Hispanics and other minorities? Compare that to 2016. It just doesn't make sense. So there is something there about there being fraud in 2020 but we can't look into that. 2016, we were allowed to look into it for four years. But in 2020, you can't even mention it. No, can't mention it. Can't mention the 2020 election. 
because you are labeled an extremist, a conspiracy theorist, um, and any other uh, label that the left wants to slap on you. But go ahead over, go over the second um, tweet here or, or question here. Uh, Karine Jean Pierre was asked. Jean Pierre, that, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is when she's getting accused. Um, well, not not accused. I, I shouldn't say that. This is when she's finally being asked for the first time ever about her own election fraud claims in Georgia and in the 2016 election. So I'll play it. On the MAGA Republicans, you tweeted in 2016 Trump stole the election. I was waiting, Peter, when you were going to ask me that question. Well, here we go. You tweeted Trump stole an election. You tweeted Brian Kemp stole an election. If denying election results is extreme now. Yeah. So let's let's be really clear that that comparison that you made is just ridiculous. I have been I have been well. You're asking me you're asking me a question. Let me answer it. Ridiculous. I was I was talking specifically at that time of what was happening with voting rights and the what was in danger of voting rights. That's what I was speaking to at the time. And here's the thing: I have said. Okay, I'm going to pause because in the 2016 election, she literally said it was stolen, I believe, and it was Russia. Am, Am I wrong there or no? No, you're not wrong. Okay, just okay. We're gonna let her go for a little bit longer. Governor Kemp won the election in Georgia. I've been clear about that. Uh, I have said President Trump won the election of 2016, and I've been clear about that. What we are talking about right now is let's not forget what happened on January 6, 2021, when we saw an insurrection, a mob that was incited by the person who uh, occupied this campus this facility at that time okay i'm gonna pause it there and just just keep this for our listeners in the in the back of your head um we never whatever happened january 6th where's the pipe bomber where's the forty thousand hours of video why haven't we seen that yet just keep that in the back of your mind and we'll we'll let her go again and it was an attack on our democracy. Let's not forget, people died that day. Law enforcement were attacked that day. Okay, see how she uses her words there? Law enforcement were attacked, that people died. Law enf- okay, well, people died, yes. But they were, they were two female Trump supporters for sure. Did Brian Sicknick, a, a Capitol Police officer, die that day? No, he died a couple of days later, but of a stroke. And we never got any answers about that. It's, it's strange. So let's just let her go further. That was the danger that we were seeing at the time. That's what the president has called out, and that's what he's going to continue to call out. So, yes, when you have MAGA Republicans, a extreme part of Republicans. Who- and I'm just going to pause it here to remind our listeners that the question was from Peter Ducey. You tweeted Trump stole an election. You tweeted Brian Kemp stole an election. If denying election results is extreme now, why wasn't it then? And this is. A minute and 30 seconds of her answer, still playing the blame game. I'll let it go for another 30 (laughs) seconds, and then we'll go to you, Mark. Who just deny or do not want to uh, uh, really say what exactly happened on that day or say it was a protest when it clearly was not a peaceful protest? That's not what we saw on that day. Yes, the president is going to call that out. And here's the thing. Majority of Americans agree with him. Majority of Americans agree with this president on protecting our democracy, protecting our freedom, and protecting our rights. That's what we're talking about today, and that's what the president's going to focus on. All right, we're going to have to move. We're going to have to move. I'm going to call on folks I haven't called on. Go ahead. Oh, God. Mark, what are your thoughts? 
I mean, she said everything. We could just end this right now and just go on to the next segment. But the, the point here is they all think that we, me, you, and everyone else listening across this country are morons. I mean, they can just flat out deny this. She is the mouthpiece for the administration. That's why we're playing these things. You know, it's not just some random person in the administration. She is the press secretary. She speaks on behalf of the president. So they all think we're, we're idiots, that we're too stupid to, to, to know any better, to know the difference. And this goes back to what I've been saying in past episodes. Everyone needs to wake up. All right. We just got to wake up. We need to keep our eyes on the prize. We need to stay focused. And that would be we need to stay focused until the midterms in November. All right. We got to block out all the noise. We got to block out all the other doubts in our head and, and whatever. We got to stay focused and stay um, basically together and united until we get to this midterm election. All right. We need to use the, all this as ammo um, in, in, in fuel for our vote in November. And we need to come together and, and vote Republicans in November. So she is a disgrace, but I love her because she provides us with all this material and this content. She's probably the worst there's ever been in the White House press room. Um, but hey, she gives us all kinds of material to talk about. So uh, here, here's another, we won't play this video, but um, a reporter asked if Biden thinks Republican voters who do agree with the former president are the MAGA Republicans that he said are a threat to democracy. And her response was, he has been very clear that he's talking about office holders. He's talking about elected officials. So this is quite the pivot for the whole administration after the speech on Thursday with the red background. And uh, I don't even know about two Marines behind him and just the Orwellian and creepiness of that speech when he was basically calling out citizens for being fascists. Mm-hmm. Quite the quite the 180 there. Oh, yeah. Um, do we have anything else with her? In it yeah, there. Let's. We we have actually two more videos. This one. This is more from the press conference. Let's see what this is here. Okay. Questions the efforts by some Democrats to prop up Republicans who support the MAGA agenda in the primaries. I, I'm not going to talk about political action or what is happening in the midterms. I, I, I'm just, that is. That's it. She's not going to talk about it. So I guess we'll you know, we get an answer on that one. Oh, my. It's amazing. It's amazing what the press corps, the White House press corps puts up with, with her and some of the answers that they're given. I mean. You know, they treated Trump like, you know, he was an enemy of the state, but yet at least he spoke to them. How many times has Joe Biden appeared in the, in the White House press briefing room, Joe? Did he one time and that was it for like, it was terrible. It was. I, I don't even know if it was once. I think it might have been zero. It, you might Honestly, be right. I think it's been zero. He did come out and answer questions somewhere, but it's usually always scripted. And he has, he has his notebook and his clipboard. Yeah, Hold on. Usually it's in the East Room, not in the White House press briefing room. They gave me a um, list. They gave me a list to call on. Yeah. Um, this person from the Washington Post. Where Where are you? Where is she? Uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to do that you, or not. 
You take your seat. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. Can you imagine? I mean, okay, so here's another one. This is when she was questioned about um, the report from, I think we covered this last week, walking uh, migrants walking across the border compared to people getting on a plane. Um, and this is her response. This is hilarious. Again, it wasn't our country. It, it's, it's sad. But Migrants, whether they have or haven't been walking uh, across the southwest border, Senator Ted Cruz has uh, publicly invited, suggested that you come down to see that for yourself. You, Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, he's, he's suggested that you come down and see for yourself whether migrants are actually crossing the border by foot. Uh, is that something that you would take him up on? So I've been to the border. I went in 2018. Uh, I stood outside facilities where the... Notice how she immediately goes to Trump to blame, to blame on the Trump administration in 2018 <laughs> when it wasn't this bad. And all he was doing was begging, begging for $4 billion, $4 billion to finish the wall. How much did we send to Ukraine? Okay, let's just... 50 and counting. 50 and counting. Oh, my God. The logic behind this. Trump administration was separating uh, tearing babies out of their mother's arms. Uh, Some of those kids still haven't been uh, reunited with their families. And so one thing I I will say is I certainly don't... Real quick, just because it is sad, but, like, they're committing a crime by coming here illegally... Let's let, let's ignore the fact that who knows if it's even their legitimate parents and not traffickers, okay? Because that never gets talked about. Mm-hmm. But if let's say let's say I commit a crime and I go to jail, do I get my kids taken away from me? <laughs> right? I mean, it's yeah. not that hard to understand. Let's just okay. So there's another about a minute here. Let's just lectures, hear the nonsense uh, or invitations from Republicans about the border or uh, border policies and. Um, you know, and I certainly won't take advice on border from from anyone who voted uh, against uh, securing record level of funding uh, for the Department of uh, Homeland Security. And uh, and, you know, and while folks are sending invites, I'll again, real quick, four billion for a wall. in <laughs> But how much for IRS agents? Eighty seven thousand IRS agents. And let's we'll, use just, this opportunity I, to uh, to invite him or her. anyone else. Uh, next time to vote for record funding uh, for DHS as President Biden has uh, has requested. So we'll move on. Nope, we'll, we'll move on from that. It's not funny, uh, but what is the administration doing to avert those kind of tragedies? Uh, so that is a tragic. Uh, that that is tragic when we hear news like that. Our our. It's tragic when you hear news of migrant families drowning. In a river, but let's let her go. Let's see what she does here, Mark. The families certainly, and um, and uh, uh, that is uh, what we try to work very hard to do to uh, secure. Yes, we try to work very hard to stop drowning. She sounds like Fetterman. The border and make sure that we don't see those types of uh, um, those tragedies and heartbreaks. Yeah, it'd be good to not see families drown and the ones that do not drown and get across to see them baked and spiced up in the back of a truck. Spiced up. Uh, Spiced so up. I know the Department of Homeland Security is working very hard on to continuing uh, to secure our border, uh, to do uh, work that was not done uh, in the past several years. Uh, Blame it on the Trump so administration we're again. We're going to continue to focus yeah. on that. Oh, okay. Uh, let's just go. Let's uh, just done. Done with that. So, um, 
closing comments on what we saw in this press conference that we could have spent all day on. No, I mean, it, it's great for us, you know, but back to the point where I was saying before, I mean, they just think we're morons and that we're not going to, you know, the average American isn't going to pick up on, on, on these quotes and this stuff. So um, that's, that's all I got. I mean, they'll keep trotting her out there and we'll keep talking about it. All right. Uh, moving on, we have a Thinking Logically special report. Um, the Patriot Front is a bunch of feds and ski masks. So um, this is a tweet from, and I'm no fan of him, but uh, Ron Filipowski on Twitter. And it is his tweet saying, the Patriot Front clowns are marching in Indianapolis while yelling, reclaim America. And this was from September 3rd. I could just... I mean, they're all... This is... Yeah, because this sounds real. Okay. Um, what is the Patriot dressed... Front? Tell our listeners what the Patriot Front actually is. I, I don't even know what they actually are. I think they're a, a Fed Front. They were created in 2017. Um, what is it? Charlottesville. Right after the Charlottesville thing happened, um, where that woman was killed. And Joe Biden always quotes it. They came out of the forest with their tiki torches. I guess the group was founded off... Um, after that, their leader is some 23-year-old. I don't have his name available. Um, but they're all dressed the same. Khakis and, like, blue polos they, or blue shirts. Have and they're portraying, they're, they're portraying a MAGA, a right-wing extremist group. Is that correct? Yeah, but they're, they don't identify themselves as neo-Nazis. They, they said, but they kind of look like it and do neo-Nazi things. I don't know. But regardless, have you ever seen any Trump supporters or MAGA people dressed like this, all dressed like the same with uniforms and no <laughs> and no. ski masks no you know who does though feds that doesn't shock doesn't shock me i'm not saying that i'm not saying every single one of them are feds but it's it's re- just like in michigan it's reasonable to believe that 40 50 percent or more the, define the front define what the front means in patriot front Okay, so any any of our listeners, go online, go on Google, um, use your handheld science machine, phone, whatever. Um, Google Patriot Front and see what comes up. It's going to be nothing but negative articles. They are, like I, we've been saying for a few episodes, they are setting up the narrative for November when they lose. Or just leading up into November as an excuse that these people are violent and they don't accept the results of an election. And this isn't the first time... These guys have been seen. Uh, so when was this from? I believe it was in June. Yeah, because it was for a Pride event. 31 members of the White Nationalist Patriot Front arrested near an Idaho Pride event. The weirdest part about this, though, is, again, they were all wearing the, the same clothes. <clears throat> it's a uniform. All wearing ski masks and, and those masks, whatever, to hide their identity, which Trump supporters usually don't do. Do you ever go out and support and wear a freaking mask? <laughs> It doesn't make any – they're trying to hide their identity. And then when some of them were arrested – granted, their mugshots were shown in the paper, I think, a couple of days later. But uh, they kept their ski masks on while they were being arrested. Have you ever seen that before while they were being detained by the police? I haven't. Does, does it make any – don't they need to be identified, Mark? It's have unbelievable you seen, have what you you're describing. Have you seen a large group of people do this, though? I, I haven't. No, like for 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 Trump, no, you just go out and you, it's uh, I don't know, it's not like I'm not into that thing, but 
you see what happened in Michigan. You see what happened. Well, you don't see what happened on January 6th because we can't get the video or any communications or anything. Uh, I don't know. But also, I will make a note of this. When I see the Patriot Front characters, and there's, there's a picture from June. The article is from NPR. Um, and it's 31 members of the white nationalist Patriot Front arrested near an Idaho Pride event is, is the, um, the title of the article. But uh, if you look at their U-Haul, I noticed them getting out of the, the U-Haul with their shields and their weapons and face coverings and all their flags and American flags. It reminds me of the 2020 riots, just with flip it with Antifa. Honestly, look at, look at the pictures and put them next to each other. I think someone actually did a while back, and it was a meme. But mm-hmm. in my opinion, this is all kabuki theater. So, so you're saying that keep an eye out for the Patriot Front in November of this year. Yeah, or any any type of anything like that. They could come up with a different name. Just when have you seen Trump's Proud Boys? Yeah, even them. Like, all go out and wear the same thing and stop and 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 I don't know. What are they fighting for? I don't know. Like, what are they going out? Like, there wasn't like it was a the one was a Pride event, which whatever Pride's fine. Like, we're not for we're not for the drag queen storybook hours at all. Or anything like that, but like, uh, it's almost like they're instigators. And thinking logically, we don't—we're not for that. We're not for stuff like that. I just refuse to believe that there isn't something directing them to do stuff to fit a narrative. Oh yeah, and where I'm going with that. So. Oh yeah. All right. Um, Speaking of the elections, do we have do we have any election news? Um, from coming up. Um, yeah anything anything from the polls what do you have i know we have biden and uh we i do biden have something the... with the near governor race okay and this is, came out four days ago if the election for governor were held today for whom would you vote <laughs> what is going on in new york it's just unbelievable that this is these are the numbers kathy hochel leads republican challenger lee zeldin 47.8% to 43.4%. <laughs> half percentage point lead for Kathy Hochul with 6.7% undecided. That's actually not that bad, though, of a number. Considering it's New York and you have that big, that big undecided number. It's not that bad. It's not that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, but... It, should be, it should be 60-40. If... Uh, how can how can you if you live in New York? How can you say? How can you just say like I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for more of this? Give me more. Uh, <laughs> Give it to me. Um, and then we also have, okay, we have the California thing we're talking about here. Um, we have the other uh, poll from Trafalgar Group. What is your opinion of President Biden's recent primetime address to the nation, in which he accused his political opponents of representing? quote unquote, an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. 56.8%, Joe, of respondents said it represents a dangerous escalation in rhetoric and is designed to incite conflict amongst Americans. 56.8% of people said that. Only 35% said it is acceptable campaign messaging that is to be expected in an election year, in around 7.7% said not. Except sure. it wasn't supposed to be a political speech. So, like, the way the, 
the way the question's kind of framed is, is like a little bit favorable towards Biden. And still, those are yeah. the numbers. Yeah. Unbelievable that 50, almost 57 percent of people believe that this represents a dangerous escalation in rhetoric and is designed to incite conflict amongst Americans. This from a president who claimed he was going to unite everybody. Unbelievable. He, that was his, yeah, uh, the soul of America, the soul of the nation. The soul of America. That was his, uh, yeah, he's back on the campaign trail. I'm going to shut down the virus. He's <laughs> invoking the soul of the soul, the battle for the soul of this nation. I'm going to shut down the virus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no one even, what did that even mean? <laughs> well, he said he was going to shut. He wasn't going to shut down the economy. He was going to shut down the virus. Yeah, but no one ever asked him. Okay, great idea, Joe. How are you going to do it? Yeah, <laughs> no. of course not. Like, oh wow. Yeah. Uh, but did you see he he, he showed up at, um, in Pittsburgh at a union hall, giving a big Labor Day speech? Did you happen to see this? I did not. I did not. I did not catch. I, I caught a, a, a couple snippets of the speech on Twitter. I have a. I, yeah. I have a clip I could play from it. I believe about big pharma, which was a total lie. But go ahead. Yeah, he, he defeated pharma. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean you defeated pharma? You actually kowtowed the, the pharma. Oh, hold on. Let me. Let me. Let me. We put... beat pharma this year. <laughs> we beat pharma this year, and it matters. We're gonna change people's lives. <laughs> so he showed up. We beat a... Farmer this year. We beat Farmer this year, and it matters. Oh, we did not beat Farmer this year at all. Actually, Pharma beat us. Yeah, I mean we. <sighs> so he he gave a speech at the United Steelworkers of America Local Union twenty two twenty seven in West Mifflin, and I. I have to ask, where, 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 where was everybody? There would have been, listen, I, I'm a big union guy, okay? 833 laborers, okay? Let me tell you something. There would have been, on any other year, at least 1,000 people there. Were yeah. there 100? Were there even 100? At it, it most 100. At most 100 people at a speech in West Mifflin. How many was staff and Secret Service and... <laughs> yeah. You have to seriously ask that. How many people were were yep. dressed up as Biden to get a free meal? Yeah. Do people? Yeah. I, I can't even go into it. I just like I just. <laughs> we believable. beat big pharma. What was he talking about? He mandated everyone to get a vaccine. Yeah. yeah. Big pharma beat you. He just bought more. Yeah. He just bought more vaccines that no one wants using our money, our tax dollars, probably. <laughs> what so, do you mean you beat big pharma? So in West Mifflin, he said, under the American Rescue Plan, we created nearly 10 million jobs in my first 16 months. 10 million new jobs in America. That's what he Those said. Those are old saying. jobs. They Those just got their jobs, jobs back. Yeah. They, they remember, like, the government said, hey, you have to shut down. Remember Tom Wolf said you have to shut down and we're, that's it? Yeah. You can't open up your bar. You can't open up your, your restaurant. Walmart, you could stay open. That's fine. I guess, but you can't stay open. You can't stay open. No shit. Jobs are coming back. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, so that's all I have as far as, you know, what I, what I was going to, you know, highlight here in this episode, but I did want to talk about, um, the Trafalgar group polling and then Biden's big labor day speech. So, um, we talked about big pharma. 
this year. <laughs> just, Let that sink so in. Terrible. I hope everyone so listening. Terrible. I hope everyone listening hears that and realizes. I'm, I, I'm really hearing that right. He, he, he definitely said that. All right, and you have to ask yourself, what, what's he talking about? I picture Grandpa Simpson in my head, the, the, <laughs> like, the meme from like the old man yells at yeah. sky. Yep. Old man yells yeah. at sky. That, that's yep. exactly. Beat Farmer this year. We beat Farmer <laughs> this year, and it mattered. <laughs> Abe Simpson. Abe Simpson. Oh, oh my God. Just move on. Move yeah. on before I, before I don't stop. But laughing. we like to. We like to say, and I and I, I actually had this one as well. Uh, we like to say, understand what part of the movie you're in right now. Understand what part of the movie you're in. We've already committed fifty billion dollars in aid to Ukraine, right? Which is, there's not even another country that's even close. We beat Russia this year. Yeah. So, <laughs> who rang? The opening bell virtually of the New York Stock Exchange on Tuesday of this year. Vladimir Zelensky <laughs> rang, virtually rang the opening bell of the New York Stock Exchange. This is not a joke. Not a joke. He met with JP Morgan and Pfizer. No, are, you, uh, are people listening? Are, are you guys? I know we have very smart listeners. But are people connecting the dots now? Are people <laughs> connecting the dots. He met with J.P. Morgan in Pfizer. And then he virtually rang the bell at the New York Stock Exchange on Tuesday. He is seeking $400 billion for 500 projects in Ukraine. Advantage Ukraine focuses on pharma, energy, and military. But we just beat Big Pharma. Why are we... Yeah. So he's basically asking for investment in his country because they're already apparently rebuilding Ukraine uh, after the war started in February. Um, they Ukraine billion in international aid each month to keep its economy running, in addition to military aid from NATO alliance members. And they are requesting just this round of $13 billion from the United States. In eight. I mean, I don't know how people don't get upset when they hear these things. This is unbelievable. Is this all we're going to do now, Joe? You got to stand with Ukraine, man. Yeah, every three, four months, just give them another five, ten billion dollars. When we have people in this Mississippi who literally can't drink water because of what is it, lead pipes down in Jackson? Because of, we're going to get into this, California and California will be will having rolling blackouts in the not-so-distant future. Imagine you live in California, about the blackouts in California. So imagine you live in California, you pay your taxes, which are insane. And then now you pay your taxes, number one, you can't charge your electric vehicle that you have to buy anymore. And then number two, speaking of the taxes... Every three months, you got to go get a vaccine to go anywhere, or else you'll have to wear a mask again. And that's 
your tax money is going towards that. Let's just say that. And then also every couple of months, you got to, you got to give your tip to Ukraine and that's coming out of your tax money. One big money laundering scheme, this Ukraine stuff. <laughs> if you don't think this is a money laundering scheme, you're, you're fooling yourself. You're lying to yourself. This has to be, how can you keep giving them this much money? It it's makes America- for some really good articles though. It makes oh, for some America- really good articles. Yeah. I know you're, you're going to get into that next, but this is American tax dollar money. Think about if they were spending this money in America, what we could do with this money. Four billion for a wall. Four billion for a wall. Money to for schools to, to have, um, you know, uh, police officers and more security in schools. I mean, what are we doing? $13 billion. That's going to be $63 billion we're going to give them since the world. That's since February. That's just this year. Wake up, guys. We got to wake up and we got to keep stay focused on November. Go ahead, Joe. That's just a lot of money, but let's see where, okay, let's see what we're getting for the money, how Ukraine is defending itself with the money, Mark. All right, this is an article from the DailyMail.com. Ukrainian, Ukrainian pensioner shoots down a 74 million Russian Su-34 jet with his rifle and is awarded a medal for his heroism. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. They're clearly spending the money on movie theater pure propaganda here because they, they got to be hiring fake actors to spread these fake stories about the war for in international publications. It, it makes for great stories because you look at the picture, it, it looks like, I guess it is a rifle, but it looks like a shotgun. Regardless, it's impossible to shoot down a jet with a shotgun or a rifle. <laughs> especially a bolt action rifle and especially a jet that's flying at a thousand miles an hour okay yeah it can't happen it It cannot happen happen. if if it would have been able to happen you would have saw al-qaeda do it instead of boarding airplanes they just hide out along runways and shoot them down with ak-47s but you never saw that it's even attempted because it's retarded because it's a plane it's a jet and these are military jets why are we getting these articles? What, what, where do they get the balls to print this and think this, that people... This might be better than the ghost of Ukraine. This actually might be. It is. I mean, okay, they do say now Now he allegedly shot down the Russian Su-34. Um, it's, 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 it can't be. It can't be real. And it, it looks like it's a shotgun. Yeah. And if it's a shotgun, then then it actually then it actually is beyond parody. It can't yeah. be. It's not even funny. It's actually just sickening with a lot of people like this, and people would believe it. And yeah, share it with people, and they would talk about it probably at work at the water cooler. Um, and, and I wanted to go back real quick to to Zelensky ringing the bell of the New York Stock Exchange. I sent you this a little bit ago. Hillary Clinton <laughs> appeared on Jimmy Fallon. Last night, and praised Zelensky, said what a great wartime leader he is, and that we should keep supporting Ukraine um, with financial and military aid. That's all you need to hear, and that's all you need to hear, guys. So, um, and, and, and by the way, what I sent you, she looked pure evil on Jimmy Fallon. I mean, just. The way she was talking and, and the way she looked, I was like, she might be the Antichrist. I don't know. But she looked uh, 
she looked pretty pure evil. So um, let's get move on to California, uh, the energy issues. We talked about energy issues over in Europe, um, just a, a situation that's spiraling out of control over in Europe. And you just touched on this, Joe. Um, California, the irony here, they are banning the sale of gasoline vehicles by 2035. So in 13 years, you will not be able to purchase a gasoline-powered vehicle. You will need to purchase an electric vehicle. But guess what? They don't have they, – they're, they can't handle this now, let alone in 13 years. Joe, talk about this. I know you have some things lined up. Well, okay, this just came out from yesterday from Gavin Newsom. This is a tweet from Gavin Newsom. California, we're now in a flex alert. What does that mean? We all need to conserve as much energy as possible during this record-breaking heat wave. Here's what to do until 9 p.m. tonight. Set thermostats to 78 degrees. Turn off unnecessary lights. Avoid using large appliances. My question to Gavin Newsom, is an electric vehicle a large appliance? Yes or no, Gavin? Yes or no? Because he's too busy worried about going after Ron DeSantis in Florida. Well, Florida might be on a flex alert, but it's a different kind of flex. Uh, So let me read you this from, I sent you this as well, from Sager and Jetty from Breaking Points. Why is the California grid failing? And and I'm glad that he posted this because I literally don't know enough about this to, to comprehend how a state like California, one of the world's biggest economies in a state, how it could be failing. What is going on? How could it be that bad? So why is the California grid failing? Because they bet the house on unreliable, non-nuclear, green power, quote unquote, and didn't update their natural gas-fired plant backups. Because on to say here from this article, in August of 2020, several hundred thousand Californians lost power in rolling blackouts during a heat wave, but the state sidestepped that scenario last summer. Governor Gavin Newsom, said the state had added at least 8,000 megawatts of clean energy to the grid since 2020. And he signed legislation last week that may allow the state's last operating nuclear power station at Diablo Canyon to remain in service past its scheduled closure in 2025. But severe drought has reduced the availability of hydropower and solar power generation wanes as night falls, leaving the state to rely heavily on aging gas fire power plants and on imported electricity from other states. So, go woke, go broke, as they say, um, to that. So, um, I, I mean, I, I'm, on, I'm on the side that, you know, we can't use fossil fuels forever, but we need to at least have some sort of backup, some sort of mix here, and you can't go all green like California wants to do. You just heard the reasons why their, their power grid is failing. Imagine, like you said, imagine living in California. I mean, it's it's not like if you have an electric car and you can't charge it and let's say it's on like empty where you only have 30 or 40 miles to empty and you can't get you're screwed. You can't leave your house to go charge it. It You'd have to be there for a half hour, 45 minutes waiting for it to charge. You can't get it on the way to work the next day because, again, you would have to be there for another half hour, 45 minutes for it to charge. It's a disaster. Keep voting, Disaster. Keep, get, keep voting for Newsom and all these other idiots out there, please. Yep. Give us great material. All right. Um, 
we want to talk the transition from U.S. energy back to European energy. Jeez, uh, this is just getting worse upon on worse. Um, British citizens will be paying on average three thousand pounds a year on energy. Um, that roughly equates to probably about thirty-five hundred dollars a year. Imagine spending thirty-five hundred dollars a year on energy bills. You know, we're lucky. You know, I know we're not using gas right now, natural gas. But my gas bill last month was $15. My electric bill was around $200. Um, imagine spending this much money on, on gas. And the problem with this is uh, most Brits, the like median income in Great Britain is only around like 30, 35,000 pounds. So for a lot of these people, they're spending 10% of their income on energy. And it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. I told you it's the last episode of the one before, you know, businesses in Europe are, are raising their prices um, and, and they just can't sustain it. It's literally unsustainable what, what's going on. And just saw this in the news the other day. Russia turned off the gas supply via Nord Stream 1 to Europe and they said they will turn it back on once sanctions are lifted against Russia. So Russia has Europe by the freaking balls right now told you the sanctions right. would not work sanctions not work will not work they laughed at trump when he talked about the reliance on russian gas and oil laughed him out of the room and this this is the situation they're in right now and they don't want they're just going to let the people in europe suffer i mean that's literally what they're doing they don't care you know, so these people are going to be paying an arm and a leg um, the next, you know, probably six, seven, eight months. People in America don't realize how far north Europe actually is. Um, most of the cities in, in northern and central Europe are like way north of New York City. And it gets cold in Europe. So, like we said, it's cold before. earlier, too. You're, you're going to see too. you're going to see issues in October. You're going to see issues in early October. I'm, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so that is uh, the report from Europe in the energy crisis that we will keep an eye on. We will definitely keep an eye on. All right. Uh, next. Well, let's go to our, do you want to go to our disclosed TV segment? Please, please do. I'm, I'm just catching my breath from laughing earlier, but just do, we have, do this do we have, can you queue up tweets from Keith as I'm uh, reading through this? I don't think we have tweets from Keith uh, in the uh, in the sheet here. But okay. while I do that, um, let's go back to Disclose. Uh, it's our new segment. I'm going to fire off some things from Disclose.tv. And um, I will let you comment on them as we go through this. Just jump in here, um, you know, as you see fit. As we talked about, California declares a level one grid emergency, urges consumers to cut their electricity use to avoid a blackout. All right. Uh, <laughs> Biden screams, we beat pharma this year. All right. You, you covered that one pretty good. Energy bills for European households will surge by billion euros at their peak early next year, according to Goldman Sachs. Two trillion euros. Keep in mind, these people already get 
pay a lot in tax. They're, they're, they get taxed for subsidies and other stuff already. And now they have to pay more for energy. Excellent point, Jeff. The last time I was over in Italy, I asked the, the one winery, the people I was, uh, I was having lunch with, I said, what, how much taxes do you guys pay here? And what's your uh, tax rate? They said about 50%. 50% of their income oh goes into taxes. Uh, at current forward prices, we'll estimate the energy bills will peak early next year at 500 euros a month for a typical European family. 500 euros a month, implying yeah. a 200% increase for 2021. For Europe as a whole, this implies a $2 trillion surge in energy bills. Think about, that's 15% of GDP. Think about taking $2 trillion out of and giving it to, to gas companies. Sickening. Yeah. Uh, you, go ahead. No, that's it. Go. Yeah. Ukraine Zelensky virtually rang the New York Stock Exchange bell, opening bell uh, moments ago. I think that was yesterday. Asking for more money. A beggar has come to town. Please show him. Yep. Show him what we can give. Oh, God, this one. Jeez, uh, just go away. Outgoing Fauci claims annually updated mRNA injections are likely required for most of the population. And he quotes, however, some particularly v- vulnerable groups may continue to need more frequent vaccination against COVID-19. I mean, this is after we've gone over every episode. He's completely flip-flopped from the past where he said you don't just vaccinate people over and over and over and over and over again. Blah, blah, blah. Go. Yep. Hillary Clinton said zero emails on her illegal private server were classified. That's a lie. There was 33, I think, that were highly classified. And James Comey uh-huh. admitted in front of the cameras that, yes, she did have that, but no prosecutor, no reasonable prosecutor would go after her for those because yep. it wasn't breached or whatever. But that's what they're doing for Trump, for classified, maybe classified documents. Who knows? But, but as long as she tweets it, you know, the left yeah. treats it as gospel. Yeah, she'll get a lot of likes. She'll get a lot of clout. Yep. Play, Queen. Oh, boy. Uh, this one. We talked about this one off air. Biden COVID advisor Ashish Jha. God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other for the COVID shot. Okay. God gave you a brain and use that brain to think logically. <laughs> Just do whatever you want to do. If you want to, if you really think that you need to get a flu and a vaccine in one arm that doesn't really work in a COVID vaccine and the other that definitely doesn't work for yep. two illnesses that if you're healthy, you get a 99.995% chance of living by all means, continue to just keep on shooting yourself up like a heroin addict. Correct. Um, next, uh, this is a, a good video. Russian oil giant Gazprom taunts the West with sinister video showing Europe freezing up. <laughs> Interesting. By the way, speaking of this, I was watching the U S open the last couple of nights and, uh, for anyone who watches tennis, all of the Russians that are in the U.S. Open, they do not put their country letters next to their name in the little box uh, score in the bottom of a part of the, uh, your TV. So for any other athlete competing in the U.S. Open, you know, the first, you know, whatever your country abbreviation is, goes next to your name. But if you're Russian or if you're from Belarus, your, your country doesn't get put up on the screen. Why not just ban? They didn't even do that pre-World War II. Why not just ban them all together? Why? That's like weird. Yeah. I, I mean, like it's, you know, Victoria as just a Just erase them. False. Erase their country she's... of origin. Yeah. History. Yeah. It's just woke ESPN. So what if they surprised. win? They, they just, just citizen of earth is one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, 
California to declare level three grid emergency, one step away from rolling power outages. I, I can't wait to go over all the levels. I, I got to look it up. How many levels are there? This is going to be I fun. I don't know. I think this is it. Maybe five. I don't know. That'd be fun. Uh, this guy, he's beautiful. German economy minister, uh, Habeck, can imagine parts of the economy will simply stop producing for the time being. Germany got to be the stupidest, dumbest country on planet Earth right now. I mean, what's going on over there? That would be honestly one of the last places in the world I'd want to be. Yeah. Um, this is a good one. And, and you've, not you've, we've heard this term before. The EU will propose mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours in order to, quote unquote, flatten the curve. Oh, God. <laughs> they, they said flatten the curve. They, she said flatten the curve. Imagine so, two, two weeks without power just to flatten the energy curve. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> 15 days to lower your energy bills. You're going to uh, be looking like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. This yeah. In, in winter, typically peak hours are between 6 and 9 a.m. And again, between 5 and 9 p.m. before and after work. Um, so that would be it. Um, I do think that we have a couple more here, actually. Hillary Clinton says Ukraine is now on offense. We have to keep supporting them, helping them. Zelensky has been a true they're wartime on offense, leader. But they're going to be punting. There's your football term for the day. They, Ukraine yeah. might be on offense, but expect a punt very soon. A, a punt, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Obamas in, unveiled their portraits at the White House uh, today. So Smashing. Lovely. Um, so great. So great. So that's all I got from this close. Uh, we like that segment. And uh, back to you. All right, let's do our Fetterman update. Actually, I gotta read. I gotta read the Keith tweets from Keith first because I, I just I figured like there's no way he topped last week. Just just off the cuff, just see what was the last thing he said. And I'll just read it. Trump is a nuclear kleptomaniac. This is all caps. Arrest, detain him until we are certain he did not steal more nuclear secrets, and U.S. and allies are safe. And the this is in quotes judge must vacate her order or be arrested for risking nuclear safety. What the fuck? <laughs> is he a real... Is, is this for real? He is a real person. He is a, he is a, a real person. He is not an AI. I'm going to Let's move we on. We want to wrap up here soon. I know we want to talk about John Fetterman. We cannot go an episode without talking about. Yeah, let's just get to John Fetterman, and I'll just I'll, I'll play the video, and you could just decide yeah. for yourself. Please understand the stakes in this race. Send me to Washington D.C. to send so I can work with Senator Casey, and I can champion the Union way of life in Jersey. In, excuse me, in D.C. Thank you. Thank you very much. And it's an honor. I live eight minutes away from here. And when I leave tonight, <laughs> I got three miles away. Dr. Oz in his mansion in New Jersey. You've got a friend and you have an ally. Send me to Washington, D.C. Thank you very much. Thank you, Steelworkers. And then he walks away wearing crazy weird khakis and a giant hoodie he again he looks like he should be wearing a hat with a propeller on it my lord he's he's this this is a good idea be for this for halloween this year be him be him although you might not be able to differentiate him from frankenstein's monster because all he's missing is the bolts in his neck 
What's going on with him, Mark? I mean, give keep us attacking the attacking I think we got to roll on out of here. I want Oz to stay on offense and keep attacking Fetterman in the worst possible way. So, um, <laughs> this is going to be an interesting race. I cannot wait to see how this plays out. Um, so, hopefully the people in Pennsylvania don't fall for this absolute fraud of a human being. Um, but, all right, let's wrap up. I think we have our dumbest Biden tweet ever. Go ahead, Joe. Okay, so he is on Twitter, and I guess this is like one of those texts, those numbers he shot out where you could text them your story, and he said, this is from President Biden at POTUS, take a look at this message I received. Because of student loan forgiveness, Americans will be able to crawl out from under unsustainable debt and finally start thinking about saving for their first home. And the message is, thank you, Mr. President. At 51 years old, my husband and I can finally start start saving for our first home start saving is that is that someone trolling him 51 <laughs> years old and thanks to joe biden you could finally start start saving for your first home what the hell man <laughs> you would think someone's trying to troll him by saying that but we really don't know apparently apparently not nope uh, but uh, uh all right i think that's all we got is that all we got joe that's all I have. Um, play us out of here, Mark. We'll be back, I think, next week. Hope we're going to try to continue the two episode a week uh, to get up until the elections. But go oh, ahead, wait. Mark. Do you want? Do you want to play the reduce the deficit quote? Where's that at? Yeah, here. Let's end with this. Oh, okay. Almost, almost forgot about this one. Hold on. You know how much. You know how much we're going to do with the deficit this year? One trillion five hundred thousand. We're going to do with the deficit this year? How much we're going to do with the deficit this year? How much we're going to do with the deficit this year? <laughs> what, is he, what did he say? He's trying to say reduce the deficit this year, but he's just blathering. Marbles in his mouth. <laughs> oh boy! All right, listen. On that note, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, Joe, you were great as always today. And we will see all of you guys, uh, what's today, Wednesday? We'll see all of you guys later on in the week. All right. Peace. See ya.